Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little baseball right now with Matthew Robertson, writer over at New York Daily News, covers Major League Baseball. Matthew, thank you so much for giving us some time, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, fellas. How are you? Thank you for having me. So, um, how am I? That's a, that's an interesting question for me because <laughs> I just moved to D.C. I'm originally from oh. Chicago, and I am a diehard Chicago Cub fan. Reading your piece, and I already know it's coming, man. I know this team's going to be sellers, and rightfully so. They stink. Uh, I could say that. But I love Chris Bryant. As, as a grown man, there's few players that I still love and that make me like feel like a kid when I watch. And I love Chris Bryant because he can play anywhere in the field. Where do you think Chris Bryant ends up, man, at the trade deadline? Is it going to be the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves? Like, every team in the same division wants the guy. Yeah, it's a tough question. I mean, every team could use a guy like Bryant, like you said. Like, I think they probably feel the same way you do, where they find themselves loving on him because yeah. he can play everywhere, and he you know, seems like a pretty solid teammate and everything. I don't have any information about, like, where he's going to go. I think the Mets make a lot of sense, obviously. I don't know, like, each day that – passes you kind of get like new standings it seems like like you know if you have a three game winning streak in the NL East you're kind of right back in it so it's tough to like forecast anything I would say the Mets make the most sense of that group I don't know if the Braves are gonna you know go for it in that respect they've already done like minor moves you know but I don't know if they're gonna want to give up because the thing about getting Brian is you're gonna have to give up a pretty solid package like he's like a a real a and you're not gonna be able to get him for just like you know, peanuts and Cracker Jacks. So I think that whatever team can bring the best package, this is totally a cop-out answer. Whatever team can no, bring the it's most okay. We're a cop-out exciting, joke. yeah, the most exciting package of young prospects that also fits the Cubs rebuild, that's the team that's going to get Chris Bryant. I would be surprised. I guess I'll say this. I'd be surprised if he got traded for other big league players. I think it's going to be all prospects. For a team that sounds like, like my nats are out of this, huh? Yeah, I, well, I completely agree with <laughs> what you're no saying, prospects. and especially like, I, and you make a great point about the Braves. I was actually shocked even that they made the Jock Peterson move because it's like if, if they had Ronald Acuna, if he doesn't tear his ACL, you know, and he's available even to come back in a month or two, I could see them going for it. But you know, with right. that injury, man, I, I I think that maybe they just wait until the off season. Yeah, I think Peterson was not really like a, we're trying to make the playoffs move. It was more of like a, we need someone to play the outfield move. <laughs> and so we, got, we like want, you know want a guy that can homer every once in a while, maybe still sell some tickets. Right, but yeah, I don't think the Braves did that as a way to like make a push for it. I think you know, like I said, they just need someone in the lineup in that spot, and Peterson was available. Matthew, um, I think I overheard you talking to our producer about the Seattle Kraken. Are are you excited about the Seattle Kraken? Is that where you're from? Can you give us some background? Do you like the jerseys? That's all I care about is the swag, honestly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I love a break from the monotony of baseball season, so I'm happy to talk about other things. Yes. I am from Seattle. I actually am covering the Yankees and the Mets from Seattle. I live here. I've lived here my whole adult life, and I got hired by the Daily News midseason. So moving to New York eventually, but for now I'm still in Seattle getting one last. Seattle summer in, and I am excited about the Kraken, but I was telling your producer, you're right, that I don't know a whole lot about hockey, and when I watched the expansion draft, I didn't recognize any of the names, so that didn't help. I was hoping we would just be able to do the Vegas thing and get, like, three superstars and then a bunch of role players who will 
you know, make the team good. But this seems like more of like a, we're starting with young, controllable players and moving forward, which is like a sound strategy, but it's not all that exciting as someone who is hoping for at least one name that I recognize. Matthew, uh, you're not going to. These are cool, though. You're not going to fit in around here because we are huge hockey guys. I mean, I love hockey. I I have oh, I've man. known okay. I know hockey so much that I can't wait to watch it again. I'm totally lying. I don't know anything about it. Um, real quick question for you. I maybe like a little a little two parter. Can you talk to me about what you think my Nats are going to do at the deadline? I I know Chris Bryant is pretty much a pipe dream. We talk about prospects, and there are no prospects here in D.C., let me tell you. Um, But we need a starter. Anything that you uh, see that the Nats could possibly do to make a move to improve this team, or are we pretty much uh, dead in the water in this very competitive division? Yeah. No, you're in a weird spot, for sure. I mean, at the time that I'm talking to you, the Nats are five games under 500, but they're only six out of the East. Like, it's not totally implausible. I hear what you're saying. I do think that, like, a starting pitcher – makes sense but they're not gonna i mean they're not gonna do the thing i was talking about earlier where they give up a bunch of people to like make a ill-advised run i think the nationals are smart enough to know that like if they are gonna make a move it should be for like one starting pitcher kind of like you said i mean there are guys out there if they want to make like a a mid-tier splash like alex cobb from the angels might be available Mm. tyler anderson from the pirates like these aren't names that are really gonna like excite people but if you want a starter, there are definitely options out there. You can go through all of the really bad teams and try to, you know, poach their guys away. Right. I think the most interesting starting pitcher for this deadline is Jose Barrios with the Twins. Yeah. I mean, the Twins were not expected to be this bad. Like, Barrios is, was, is, whatever you want to say, a part of their core. But the Twins have almost face-planted so hard that they have to move him. So that'll be interesting to see. That's another guy where I think, like, you know, to bring it back to the Yankees, if they wanted to make a future-oriented move and say the deadline's not about getting better this year, it's about getting better in 2023, 2024, then maybe you look for a guy like that. But for the Nationals, I mean, I think if they do anything, it's going to be the the Alex Cobb, you know, tier of starting pitchers who is just a guy who can eat innings for the last two months. We're talking now with Matthew Robertson from New York Daily News, talking some Major League Baseball with him. You're listening to BetMGM Tonight live here on Odyssey from BetQL. So uh, what do you think the Yankees need to do? I mean, they have to fix that hole in center field, obviously, but the Yankees have been one of the more disappointing teams. Still, eight games back. I could see them making a run here the second half of the season. I mean, we'll we'll see what Chris Sale looks like. but, I mean, nobody thought Boston was going to be in this spot. We all thought that maybe Tampa Bay, this would finally be the year they would regress. They're only a half game back, though. What do you think the Yankees need to do here at the deadline, if anything? I think they got to do something, for sure. I mean, the Yankees are not the type of franchise to just wait around, you know, and watch other teams in their division have great seasons. Like, yeah. I think it's, they're definitely bothered by their position. And, I, you know, every time I talk about the Yankees, I do have to say, that, like, not all of this is their fault. You know, they've gotten very unlucky with injuries. That's kind of outside their control. If they had their full roster, I think they'd be in a much better spot. But with all that said, yes, you have to try to get better. The Rays got better today. They added Nelson Cruz. You mentioned Chris Sale is coming back for the Red Sox. Like the teams that are ahead of them are presumably going to get better. And you know that that drives the Yankees crazy. So I think if I were them, if I was Brian Cashman, I would be looking squarely at Joey Gallo, trying Mm -hmm. to do everything I can. He is a guy where I would be okay giving up prospects for because I think if, well, I guess if you think you can sign him long-term, I think you have to go for it because Joey Gallo in that stadium, man, he could hit 70 home runs with his eyes closed, you know? So I think, like, if they really want to 
Because the thing that I wrote about in that piece that you mentioned is like, at the very least, the Yankees have to make this season not feel like a total loss. And if you can get a good deadline piece, even if it doesn't get you to the playoffs, like that's still something to build off. So like Joey Gallo, Trevor Story rumors are out there. There's even some rumors that Trevor Story would move to the outfield if need be, which actually helps the Yankees a little bit more. So I think the top priority should be if they're serious about trying to save this season, you have to put Brett Gardner on the bench. You have to get like a, a solid option out there. Even if it's not Joey Gallo, like you can get someone who's better than Brett Gardner, which unfortunately isn't very hard. He's having a <laughs> yeah. tough year. I really, and like, I don't want to, he's kind of been the guy since I've taken this job where like, he's the one that confuses me the most. Cause I just don't understand why he's in the lineup. I know by all accounts, he's like a great guy and the organization loves him, but it's been very puzzling to watch the Yankees run him out there every day and expect something different to happen. So I think that should be their goal is get a center fielder who will be on the team, not only for the rest of this season, but moving forward. So you can then kind of slide Brett Gardner into retirement and let him retire on his own terms, at least rather than what looks like is going to happen this year, where he hits 160 and then at the end of the year is kind of like, oh, by the way, that was it for me. Like, that's not right. very happy for anyone. You want to give him something better. I think if you get a new person to start over him, you can have that final series where Brett Gardner gets his curtain call, gets his one at bat, and hopefully if he gets a hit, then you pull him off the field then. I don't want to see Brett Gardner go 0 for 25 in September and then announce, mm. by the way, that was my last at bat. <laughs> yeah, that would be unfortunate. We're joined now by Matthew Robertson, writer at the New York Daily News, covering New York from Seattle. Talk about different. Yeah. Quinn Mayo and Ryan Horvath here on BetMGM. Uh, do you have any really like initial thoughts to the Rays trading for Nelson Cruz um, from the Twins? My partner here thinks he's just old and washed up. I, I don't think he's old and washed up. I said I hope that I don't think it's going to be the biggest name before the deadline. If Trevor Story gets moved, that's the biggest name. He's a great hitter, bro. I, I said Chris Bryan. Hey, all right, Matthew. I said Chris Bryan is a bigger name. I didn't yeah. argue that. And a better bat, I said. I said he's the well, best pure for? hitter on the market this summer, and you said over oh, Chris Bryant? No, Chris Bryant's – well, okay, Chris Bryant before the last three weeks. Okay, go, go. – yeah. what, what do you think it's about the trade? Argument. <laughs> it's a tough argument. I hear what you guys are saying because Nelson Cruz, I mean, he is a pure hitter. That's his only thing. Like, Bryant has much more value because he can play everywhere. He's, you know, a better defender at nine positions than Cruz is at one. But – I do think it's a great move for the Rays. I think they needed a DH. They've had problems getting production from that position for a while. I think that, you know, there's never – the Dodgers have taught us in recent years that there's never such thing as too much talent. Like, if you're worried that you're going to have to put a really good player on the bench, that's not a real problem. You know, like, that yeah. means you are better than everyone else if you're doing that. So, I think it makes perfect sense for the Rays. I think they see – their window as of right now. I think Nelson Cruz sees that, like, okay, I can go in, have this half a season with the Rays, maybe get one more contract out of it, and, you know, hopefully win a World Series along the way, which is totally possible for the Rays. I think that it's a little jarring for sure to see Tampa Bay be the team that's, like, going for it. You know, the team that for so long has yeah. been, like, kind of, like, you know, managing the pocketbooks more than trying to win baseball games. So it's definitely weird. Um, but, like, you look at the teams that were in the market for Cruz, it's really just Tampa Bay and Oakland because no other AL team in contention needs a DH that bad. And I would have been flabbergasted to see an NL team try to play him in the field. So I think in that respect, the Rays made a good move. Like they got him from Oakland or they got him, you know, rather than Oakland, which means that they're in a better position for the playoffs. Should they meet Oakland? Should they, you know, anything that goes 
forward from here with Nelson Cruz is a positive thing. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not it's right. not a bad thing at all to get him on your team. As far as like biggest move before the deadline, I think Chris Bryant would be bigger. I think Trevor Story would be bigger. And sorry, Quentin, I think Max Scherzer would also be bigger no. if, he, if he gets out of Washington. Yeah, don't that's, do I mean, it. That's a tough one to figure too. Well, you bring up pitching. We got about one more minute only, Matthew, but uh, I wanted to ask you about what the Mets should do because they need a starting pitcher as well, especially with DeGrom. I mean, I expect DeGrom to be okay. I played his Cy Young, so I hope yeah. he's okay, and I love Jake DeGrom. What do you think they do at the deadline? What kind of name can they add? Yeah, the Mets, I think, should be focused on what I was saying earlier, that Alex Cobb, yeah. Trevor Anderson tier of starting pitcher. I think a guy like John Gray makes a lot of sense for them. He's not really – like, there's not really a future for him in Colorado anymore like they're an awful team this year he's a free agent at the end of the year the Rockies need to get rid of him Gray certainly wants to get out of there I would imagine so I mean if they really the big the big trade out there for some team to make would be trying to get both Story and John Gray from the Rockies Um, the Mets obviously have Lindor at shortstop for the next however many years he signed on for so maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense for them but if they get John Gray they're in a really solid spot because I fully agree with you. DeGrom will come back. He'll be fine. And if you go into a playoff series with DeGrom, Stroman, Taiwan Walker, and a John Gray, exactly, like, you're going to be pretty tough to beat. We've exactly. seen it with, I mean, like Washington, like that run, man, you know, exactly, exactly, exactly. Pitching. Yeah. That's what matters in the postseason. Matt, thanks so much, man. Hope to have you on again. Great stuff. Uh, everybody check him out. He's at, M. Robertson 22 on Twitter does work for the New York Daily News. Give him a follow on Twitter. Thanks so much, man. Have a good night. Thank you, brother. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to come back whenever you need me. Sounds good. Nice. He likes us. He really likes us. We like him. Um, Are we dating now?